God. It's just such a um, a blessing to be able to serve God. Amen. Amen. A lot of people wish that they were able to be in church today and they just couldn't come. Amen. But thank God we are here. Thank God we are blessed. We had a good time yesterday. Everybody um, were fed at the at the uh, building and all is well. Praise God. So we're going to get into the word. Amen. We're going to talk about overcoming peace. Did you know peace can cause you to overcome? Amen. Peace. Peace can take you through. Amen. So we're going to talk about that today. Amen. Miss Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. We lift you up and we bless you, Father. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And Father, we just thank you now. Lord, we ask that you break open the word of life, Father, to us. And Lord, we just want to be healed in every way. We want to hear from heaven so that we will be healed. And we thank and praise you. And we give you all my honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, I just believe God wants us to be worry-free. Amen. In fact, I know he does. But he, he wants us to know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. We can overcome all obstacles with peace. There's a peace that you can move into or there's a peace that you can entertain that will cause all obstacles to pass you right by. I don't care what's going on in your life. If you um, understand how to move into the rest or the peace of God, then your, your obstacles or your troubles or whatever you're going through will cause, it, it will seem like they're nothing. And God will carry you through, but you have to know how to get there. Amen. So in the midst of troubles and anxieties, we need to know that God is enough. God is enough. We don't need uh, friends or the doctor or anything like that for your, you know, pills for your nerves. We don't need that. (laughs) You need to rest your nerve. Amen. And you need to rest in God. He is enough to carry you through. And he will give you that peace that overcomes. The peace that overcomes all obstacles. Because God is much bigger. God is much bigger than your troubles. He's bigger than your fear. He's bigger than your anxieties. He's bigger than your worry. God is bigger than anything that you can ever go through. And so we, what we need to do is learn how to cast our cares upon him. Amen. We know he cares for us. We know that God loves us and that he is for us. But we have to get there. And that's the problem. <laughs> a letting go and letting God. You know, there's a saying that I, I used to hear coming up in a traditional church. Girl, you just better let go and let God. But it's easy to say. How do you do that? If you ask somebody, well, how do you do that? They'd look at you like, I don't know. (laughs) Just, girl, just do it. Just do it. But there is a process that you have to go through. It's a very easy thing. But it's knowing your God, knowing who you are, knowing that God sent his son to that cross for your peace. Amen. The Bible says that the uh, chastisement of our peace was upon him. 
and with his stripes we are healed. So God placed all of his, all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our cares, all of our um, situations. I see on Facebook some people say, this is my situation. So he placed all of our situations upon his son. And with his stripes, we are free from situations. Amen. Free from those things that worry us and bother us, you know, so that we can have peace. And when you move into the realm of peace, you will overcome every obstacle because there is a peace that you can, you can obtain that will cause you to overcome the devil, overcome every pitfall, everything that he has planned for you, everything that he thinks he has planned for you. There is a peace that you can move into where these things won't plague you, they won't bother you. And you'll move into victory. Because on the other side of your trauma, there's victory. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it feels like trauma. Sometimes it feels like you're losing the battle. But I'm telling you, it's all, see, worry, fear, anxiety, all those things come from thinking wrong. Wrong thinking. I know we're back there again. Renewing your mind in the word of God. I mean, that's the answer for everything. The word will deliver you. The word is strength and power. Amen. Deliverance. Everything is in the word. But you have to move into that place. Amen. Number one, by making, uh, developing a relationship, a close personal relationship with God, where he becomes your father. And you know that your father will not set you up for failure. But you have to trust in him. Amen. You have to. The Bible says lay it on him or roll it. I say roll it on to him. Because when you say cast your cares, some people don't understand what you mean. But when you cast your cares upon the Lord, you roll it off. You roll it off like a water roll off of a duck. You have to roll all your problems, roll all of your wrong thinking, all of your bad situation, roll it on to him. Amen. And, and it can be done, but you have to want to do it because sometimes those thoughts keep us entertained. <laughs> it's like we don't know who we are sometimes if we don't have these thoughts. I remember when I was young and, and I used to worry about, you know, I would count the next paycheck up before we even got it and it was very tiring amen and and my husband would he would say you worry too much and I said well don't you he said no I said well you don't care and I really thought that but it's not about that it's about casting your cares amen and every single time as I look back on life every single time we always had more than enough every time God didn't, there was times when things were tight, but God still worked it out. And so we, and if I had known how to make uh, the Lord my friend and, and my father, you know, and, and if I had known how to develop a personal relationship with him, I wouldn't have had a worry in the world. But, you know, that's why religion is so bad, because you're a prisoner in your own little world. Amen. And you're not, we're free. We, we are liberated people in Christ, 
But if you don't know, you're not liberated. And so I would worry all the time. And, it, and so I had to learn as I matured in Christ, I had to learn how to roll it over, roll it over on him. Amen. So we need to learn how to have peace, the peace that overcomes. There is a peace that you can enter into. If you don't get anything else, get this. There is a peace that you can enter into that will overcome obstacles overcome everything that you everything that you run into everything i'll put it like this anything that the devil can bring to you there's a peace that you can enter into that will overcome every situation amen why because you're an overcomer amen we need to learn to cast our cares upon the lord and repair uh, repair our broken relationship with god that's where this peace comes from. See, if you're not in that close relationship, and y'all know how it is to be in a relationship, you get all excited and ooey and gooey. And see, we, <laughs> we need to get like that with God, where you're excited. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> where you just all excited and ooey and gooey, you know, with your relationship with God. Why? You're excited about what he's going to do for you. You can't wait. Amen. Because he is, he's never left you. Let's go to Romans 5. He's never left you. There is a peace with God through Jesus Christ. And this peace over, how can I put it? It overcomes everything that you could ever run into. Or anything that the devil can bring to you. You will overcome it with this peace. Amen. Sometimes you can have so much peace, you say, that don't bother me. You tell the devil, uh-uh. <laughs> you, you, you were just that um, at rest. Or you're in, a, you're in a place where the devil just don't bug you. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you don't get up and fight. Because you continue to stand and fight the good fight of faith. But see, it's your faith that puts you in this position with God. Amen. It's your faith that brings this peace. Amen. And see, peace is something that God has already provided. It's already done. All you have to do is move into it by faith. You move and you take your position in rest, knowing the Lord is with you, uh, repairing your broken relationship with him. And this puts you in that position of peace. Amen. So let's read Romans 5. This is verse 1. And it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Are y'all here? And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3 says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So at some point, it's like you have to... Uh, just turn it all over to God. 
by way of the Holy Spirit. Don't overlook the Holy Spirit because he's the one. He's the one that does the work inside of you. He's the one that captures your heart, captures your attention, and moves you uh, to a place where you can roll these things over on God. Does that make sense? Amen. So having been justified by faith, hallelujah, we are justified. In other words, God has made you and me right with him so that we deserve the opportunity to roll things over or cast things over on him that bug us. In other words, when are we going to let it go? We must let it go, amen? Casting our cares upon him because he cares for us. Let's go to 1 Peter 5. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5. Verse 5, it says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and but gives grace to the humble. I wonder why this thing... Uh, about uh, pride is coming in here because we talked about this yesterday when you if you're not humble when you are prideful see pride causes pride causes us to carry things on our own I can I can handle it sometimes people think they're a better Christian if they can handle things well see I don't bug God with these uh, small things or you know, the devil can make you think you're doing something wonderful by not bothering God, but it's not a bother. See, God wants us to come to him. He wants us to come to him. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. So it says, younger people, submit yourselves unto your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. So God will give us grace to roll things over on, on him. And it says in verse 6, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that, you may exalt, that he may exalt you in due season. See, when you carry things yourself, when you don't want to share, when you don't, whatever it is, whatever your situation is, when you don't cast your cares upon the Lord, you are handling things yourself. And that's not humility. In fact, that's pride, and pride comes before the fall. If you can't humble yourselves one to another, are y'all here? In verse 5, it says, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. You know, that you would uh, submit yourselves to your elders and to one another. That's all a part of humility. Amen. When you carry everything yourself and you don't know how to roll it over on God, that's pride. Just plain and simple. Let me break it down. That's pride. And the Bible says pride comes before destruction. Because you can run your own self and get your own self in trouble. And then you look up and say, well, how did this happen? I ain't do nothing wrong. It's all in here. All in how you think, you know. And so you have to be submitted to one another. Be submitted to God. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, casting all of your cares upon him, 
for he cares for you. Amen. Now, that word care, amen, it really means in the Greek it means to divide. Amen. Divide the mind. So the word denotes distractions, anxieties, burdens, and worries. So in other words, your mind is divided when you move into worry. When you move into um, being concerned about the cares of this world or anxiety. If your mind is divided, are y'all here? Amen. You getting this? See, arrogance and pride divides your mind. Because on one hand, you're worrying about who knows you got a problem, and everybody got them. So nobody has time to figure, hey, I'm trying to deal with me. Amen. As Mac would say, you do you, and let me do me. (laughs) So you are moving out of your realm of, of, uh, how can I say it? It's just you're concerned about the wrong things because your mind is divided. When you are worried, you have anxiety, your mind is divided, period. And so it's like a a double-minded man that cannot please God. Amen? And and you would be surprised to know that pride, I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. You'd be surprised to know that pride is causing this great divide. Because it's like two-way, two-way, I'm going to put it like this, two-way thinking. You're thinking God's way part of the time, and then you're wondering who know, or wondering whatever. You don't know, I, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's thinking two different ways. So in other words, when, when you're concerned about the cares and the woes of life, you're being pulled apart like this. And your mind is divided. And it's going two ways. And this is why it's very important for us to cast our cares upon the Lord. you got to unload that stuff. You have to. It's just like never having a garbage can to put garbage in in your house. And it just mount up like those people. What's those of that get buried in garbage? Hoarders. And so you need a garbage can to sit in out so the city can take your garbage. Everybody does. Well, it's the same way with God. You got to have somewhere to dump your garbage that's in your mind. Now, we like to dump it on people, but the Bible says to dump it on the Lord. Amen? Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. I'll read seven again. Casting your cares upon him. That means dumping your garbage on him because he cares for you. And if you you don't, then there's a divide in your mind full of distractions, anxiety, burdens, and worries. Amen. And it says such worry, I'm reading my footnote, such worry is unnecessary because the Father love, the Father's love provides for both our daily needs and our special needs. So not only is God concerned about your daily needs, he's concerned about your special needs. Amen. Because some of us think we're special cases. God loves you too. And he will lift this burden off of you. Amen. You know, when you're going through something, everybody, you know, you you always feel like you're the only one. Amen. 
but God is concerned about those situations too. So it's not good to be full of worry and anxiety. Amen. Because when you're full of anxiety and worry, you're demonstrating a division on the inside of you. You're divided on the inside. See, the devil don't want you to know this is so important, but it's very important. When you uh, don't know how to cast your cares upon the Lord, the devil will devour you. And the devouring starts up here in your mind. He gets your mind divided, and then he starts working on your body, starts working on your relationships, starts working on your money, starts working on everything. But this is his foot in the door, is up here in your brain. It's how you think, amen? But you need to learn how to roll it over, cast it over on the Lord, amen? And stop being full of worry, amen? So your mind is divided. The word divide means distractions and burdens. That's what that word divide means in this, in this, uh, in this scripture. Amen. Now, worry is unnecessary because the Father's love provides for us. It, the, the love of God provides for our daily needs. Let me put it that way. And so if you have a need to have peace, then God is there for you. Are y'all here? Did y'all go to sleep? Amen. Peace is a gift of God through the Holy Spirit. So we have to see the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And when you're worried, you need comfort. Amen. So allow the Holy Spirit to do a good and complete work inside of you. And the Holy Spirit will teach you how to roll things over on God where you don't worry about things as much. You might, your mind will go back to it, I think. But when it does, you take authority over whatever it is that's bugging you. And you say, nope, devil, I'm not worrying because I rolled it over on God already. And I'm strong in my thoughts. I'm strong. Amen. And the Bible says in Romans 2, 12, it says to cast, it says to uh, renew your mind in the word of God. And so you must renew the thought process. I'm telling you, the warfare is in our mind. Let me just go there. You will, you will forever, see, people think it's the devil. devil the devil is not your problem because you're born again. He is not your problem. You are your problem. I'm just going to tell you. And so you need to um, fight what's real instead of fighting a fictitious enemy called the devil. The fight is in your brain. In your mind. Amen. Well, it's quiet because you don't believe me. You are your biggest opponent. Like that? Amen. And what is the warfare? This is the warfare. And the warfare is trying to be normal. And you ain't the only one. Everybody fights that same fight. Everybody has to attack wrong thinking. Wrong understanding. But why? Why is this such a problem? Because we don't do what we're supposed to do. We don't think on the right things. We don't think right. We don't say the right things. See, whatever, if you don't talk right, 
It's because you don't think right. And eventually you won't do right things. And so we have to start from scratch. If start wherever you need to start. And don't be ashamed because everybody has this same warfare. Now, I know they're going to pretend like they don't because they're all special. But I'm telling you, we all fight the same warfare because the devil comes after us. He comes after me like he comes after you. But you have to get steady in God, renewing your mind in the word of God, casting your cares upon him because he cares for you, knowing who you are in him, allowing God to be your fortress and your stabilizer. And you have to trust in him and him I will trust. Your stability comes from God. Your stability comes from the word. And if you don't get in the word and get yourself strong and stop being divided in your mind, then your life won't go right. It just won't. Amen. It won't go right. I'm not going to sugarcoat it no more. John 14. And it's, it's time. It's time for us to move on, don't you think? Hallelujah. And so we need to know where we are. John 14:27. It says, "Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Uh, let me see. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. So God gives you peace, and it says the God. Listen, God does not provide the same kind of peace the world provides." See, the world provides excuses. The world provides, oh, it's not so bad. It is bad. It's bad because you just keep letting that stuff fester. Keep letting it work on you day after day. See, let me tell you what the devil does. He does a con job on you. And when he gets done with you, you ever felt just exhausted from thinking? If you haven't, I have. And it's because the devil will do a con job on your brain. And you need to come up for air. Amen. And so we need, and it's, it's full of wrong thoughts and doom and gloom. Doom and, doom and gloom comes from the devil. It comes from a divided thought process. Doom and gloom. Never uh, thinking situations are going to change. That's coming from the devil. It's coming from a divide in here that's why worry is so unnecessary casting your cares upon him amen let not your heart be troubled because god is bigger than your troubles he is bigger that's why you want to cast your cares upon him because you know he cares for you god doesn't want you carrying this 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 baggage amen and it's baggage it's baggage in your brain and so you must change what you think about. And you can't if that's all that's there. Amen? And so you have to roll it over on God. Let not your heart be troubled. Because God is bigger than your troubles. He's bigger than your fear. Fear causes a lot of this too. Fear will cause you to be afraid that things are never going to change anybody else ever been there except me <laughs> and you think it ain't gonna never change but see guess what that's a lie amen 
And so you have to really just make the, let me see, how can I put this? Don't hire the same band anymore. Are y'all there? Get you a new band because they play sad songs. Hire a new band and get them to play you some new music, something that's anointed, something that you see the future in. And just make that stuff go away because you will never get strong like that. You'll have some victories in your life, not saying you God won't help you because he will, but you, you won't live a carefree life if you don't turn these things over to God. But it's easy to tell people to do it, but you have to bring a solution to the table. The solution is casting your cares, rolling it over on him. God, this is your situation. It's not mine. Even if you, listen, even if you created it, God doesn't care. Even if you created your bad situation, God still wants you to roll it over. Because the devil will say, see, you can't cast that upon him because you did that. And you tell the devil, yeah, I did it. And God's going to take care of it. See, that's where you have, you have to know these things. Know that you serve a God that will never leave you nor forsake you. He cares. He cares. If he cares for a little bird and a flower, come on now. You're his creation. Amen. He won't leave you stuck and stupid. He just won't. Why? Because he loves you. Amen. And we need to be perfected in his love. And that's another thing. When you uh, have concerns, when you get anxiety, when you, you're not perfected in his love. You're not perfected in the love of God. The jury is still out on that. Well, maybe he loves me or he loves me, but whenever you come to a but, I did this, he still loves you. Amen. See, that stuff is coming from you. Amen. So in the midst of problems, God is strong in you. He is strong. Let's go to John. Let's flip over John 16, 33. Hallelujah. We need our joy perfected. How you do that? Trust in God. You know, the word of God is always going to turn you back to him, to the cross. Don't always turn you back to the Lord. It's always going to turn you back to where you missed it. I'm tired of bumping into that. Be thankful. Amen. You know what? It tells me God is not done with me yet. He's bigger than my mess ups. God has overcome every, every obstacle that concerns me. Every obstacle that concerns you. God has overcome. John 16:33 where is it it says these things i have spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation see the world the world solutions does not bring you peace how do i know i just read it it says in these things i have spoken to you that in me you will have peace so only in christ will you have peace in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer. It's not the end of the world. I've overcome the world. Amen. That word tribulation means oppression. So in, in this world, let's see. In the world you will have tribulation. 
In the world, you will have oppression. In the world, you will have pressure. In the world, you will have stress. In the world, you will have adversity. In the world, you will have affliction. But in Christ Jesus, you will have peace. See, the, the world does not offer any solutions. They have, the world has temporary solutions. Amen. Just like medicine. We take it, but what we really need is to be healed. Amen. Get to the root of the problem. What's the root of the problem, the devil? Lying symptoms. But you stay with God. He'll get to that root, and you won't have to take medicine anymore. But, hey, you need to take it. I, I don't tell anybody not to take medicine because I'm not a doctor and I'm not God. You need it, take it. And then when, when God delivers you, you won't need it anymore. Amen. But we can't do any self-deliveries. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't know where I am, but it's okay. The world likes to put a lot of pressure on us. Now, let me tell you what the, the, the world likes to put on all of us Christians. Pressure about the future. You don't know what, what might happen. And that's why there's some churches selling this food in case there's a, the end of the world comes, which is crazy. They don't read their Bible. Well, you mean there's a church that don't read their Bible? Uh-huh. And they sell this food that's supposed to sustain you for a while. What's going to happen when you run out of it? Amen. You know, when the children of Israel, when they were in uh, uh, the desert or the wilderness, they ate. They didn't have none of that packaged food God provided. And God even told him, don't save none from yesterday. In other words, he didn't want the cares of life to creep up on anybody. Don't worry about what you're going to eat for tomorrow. Eat for today. And don't have anything left over. Don't be saving and hoarding. Because that's sin. But he came with manna from heaven, fresh manna, every single day. And those that tried to hoard it ate stale, mildewed stuff. We need to trust in God that he will provide for us. Amen. Hallelujah. God provides. Amen. Don't know where I am. Amen. But God has overcome the world. Amen. See, the world will tell you to hoard. You don't know what might happen. No, I sure don't. That's God's situation. It's his problem. He created this world. Who better, who better than God knows what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm just thankful he allowed me to come into his fold. Amen? I don't have to worry about that. Amen. That's why Jesus overcame the world, because the world offers us not much. With their solutions, I'd rather they not even talk to me about their solutions. With global warming and everything, I'm so off. So off. 
everything's just going to disintegrate, disintegrate and burn up. Well, I'm, that's strange that God would tell you that. Let me stop. So the world puts pressure on you to, to worry about the future. That's what this global warming and all this is to make you worry about what's going to happen when God has overcome the world. When he has his plan and his purpose for your life is right there in front of you. He's, he deals with each one of us on an individual basis. And see, these people who believe in global warming and all of this stuff, the world's going to crash. Somebody said there was this big meteorite, meteorite, and it was in the shape of a skull or something, and it fell in somebody's yard. Yeah, right. And if it did, who cares? I wonder how much it's worth. First thing I thought, I'll, I'll pawn it. I mean, it's just... And I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just saying, who cares? Is that bringing you peace? No. Only God can bring you peace. Amen. That's why he overcame the world. And that's enough. So receive it. See, now you have to receive peace by faith, but you first have to do something because your faith has an action, a corresponding action. You roll it over. God, I'm releasing this problem over to you. Amen. So stop allowing the division in your mind. Because you wish and wash. That's what the division is, wish wash. You one way one day and one way the next. You have to be, uh, what's the word? You have to be one and whole in your thinking. Amen. How do you get like that? The washing of the water of the word. And continually, not just once or twice a week. Continually. Amen. So stop allowing the war. See, really, this is a war inside of you. Not only is the war in your thinking, the war can... Uh, Get into your members. But you have to stop this war by getting on God's train, his gravy train, or whatever you want to call it. Amen? So stop allowing the division. With it because when you are worried and full of anxiety, there is a war going on inside of you. Y'all hearing me? Anxiety is an inward war. Amen. And so you have to allow God to deal with you inwardly. Very quiet in this Presbyterian church. Amen. It's kind of like God knew what to send you today. It's for all of us. Amen. You're going two different ways on the inside when you're full of anxiety. And seeking God's face will help your anxiety. Amen. So what do, you, what do I need to do? You need a lifestyle change. Amen. Learn to lift God up. That's a lifestyle change. Lift him up. Amen. 
Can we do that song later? Lift him up. Amen. Ron Canoli told us what to do years ago. <laughs> we didn't listen. <laughs> lift him up first. Before, before you ask for something, lift him up. Let him know that he is a present help in your life. Let him know you're acknowledging him. Father, I just thank you. I praise you, Lord. Lift him up. Lifestyle change. If you're going to think different, you got to do something different. Amen? So lifting God up. Making God bigger than your problems. Amen. Don't put him down on the low on the, on the list. Make him first. Amen. And he will e remove all of the things that bug you. You got to give it to him. Roll it over on him. Put away our list of demands. See, when we go to God, we, I want this and I want this and I want. How about lifting him up first? Amen. Lift him up. Seek his friendship and his fellowship. Seek his face and receive his love and peace. This is the only way you're going to know his love and his peace. Amen. How else will you know his peace and his love if you don't lift him up? Let's read uh, Philippians 4. Because God tells us how to think. Every situation comes from a division in your mind. Because even if the devil attacks you, it's like, how do you... How do you handle it? So you still have to have a, 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 a wholeness or a oneness on the inside of you to even handle situations the right way. Amen. Because if you don't, you're going to handle them wrong. Philippians 4, 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. It says, sometimes or everything. In everything. By prayer and supplication, that means petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. So, put him first. Um, allow him to come, be, come before him. Exalt him. Amen. Lift him up and make your request in the proper way. It says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Jesus Christ. The peace of God will guard your heart and mind. See, your mind has everything. Your heart and your mind has everything to do with how you are and how you handle life. Your heart and your mind. Well, how is my heart involved? Pride have to become humble. How do you do that? Getting out of God's way. Stop trying to do things your way. Refusing to, to think differently. Just blade out refusing. And that's what we do. Why? Because we're so used to thinking one way. And when we're used to thinking one way, we don't want to change. Why? Because we don't want to be wrong. But when you get to a place where you get tired of being tired, you don't care who's right and who's wrong, as long as you get some peace. Are y'all here today? And so this is why you have to follow God's instructions because there's no other way. 
there's another way for a while. But when you come to a place where you're not getting anywhere, then only one way is the right way. Only one way is the right way. And it's the way of Christ. It's the way of the scriptures. That's the only way. That's the right way. And when we follow that one way, which is the right way, then our way doesn't make a difference. We have to drop what we think or drop our plan or how we plan to do things. It's the only way that's the right way to do things is God's way. <laughs> it's just simple. And so we have to follow God's plan and God's purpose. Verse 8 says, finally, my brother, whatever things are true. In other words, God is saying this. Look, Paul is saying, look, y'all, when, when all else fails, you just got to change your focus. Change what you look at, what you think about, whatever things are true. Stop focusing on lies. Stop focusing on what somebody said. What do pe People don't know what they're talking about. They don't know much as you. But they're going to talk because they know somebody weak is going to listen. And see, I'm going to tell you something about people that keep saying the same thing over and over. It, that stuff becomes real to them. But if they don't have an audience, they shut up. So finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, not a negative report, a good report. If there is any virtue and if there is any praiseworthy, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See, God is telling us how to think. Because if your thinking keeps resulting in anxiety and worry, you're thinking about the wrong thing. Change how you think. Change the stuff you think about. Well, what am I going to think about again? Right there. Philippians 4.8, a good report. Amen. A combination of well. Amen. Praiseworthy. Graciousness. And fair-soundedness, if that's a word. And it, it avoids words of uh, negativity. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweeten to the soul and health to the bone. Think about those things. Amen. Don't even think about the evil report from the doctors and see no you don't have to be realistic well we just got to deal with reality well what what is your reality my reality is i am healed in jesus name no matter how i feel no matter what's going on in front of me i'm healed why because i number one the word says i am jesus died for me on that cross so long ago and by his stripes I already am healed so I prefer to do what the, the, the word says for me to do so I prefer to think that I am healed instead of thinking about the doctor's report 
because Jesus is a doctor too. The great physician. He's the number one physician. Man. So who do you rather believe? Whose report will you believe? You can believe the negativity or you can believe, and it's not fantasy because you, you know, before you get healed, you got to see yourself healed. You got to see yourself doing healed stuff. Um, Dodie, what's her last name? Osteen. Can never think of her last. Dodie Osteen was in the bed dying of cancer. And she was asking the Lord. Her kids were in school. Her family, her husband John was gone on assignment. And I see now why he left her. You got to do what you got to do to motivate a person. And she asked the Lord, well, if the Bible says by Jesus stripes I am healed, why am I in this bed dying of cancer? He said, well, get up. You ain't got to die because the doctors say you're going to die. And she got up, couldn't stand up, holding on to the the dresser, holding on to the uh, counters in the kitchen. And she went in there, and it took her all day long till night to cook a meal. But she did it. Next day got up. It was easier. Next day, and she just walked into her healing. Because you have to see yourself healed. You might have to struggle some. But who cares? As long as you get what you want and let other people be confused. Let other people be trying to figure out what's wrong with her. Let them figure. Religion is always going to try to figure. Amen. But you see yourself healed. You see yourself rich. You see yourself in authority. You see yourself being the supervisor. You have to see these things before they happen. You see yourself in graduation with your cap and gown. You have to see this stuff. And it's going to cut a lot of people to the quick. And they're going to have negative things to say. It's called religion. It doesn't matter if they don't go to church. It doesn't matter if things saved. It's still religion. Amen? But what you have to do is be convinced. Be thoroughly like Abraham, he was, um, what's that word? He was totally, uh, what was it? Yeah, per, he was fully persuaded. And you got to be fully persuaded. And that's what fully persuaded is, is that against all odds, against what it looks like, you still believe and know in your heart what God has said. And you know that these things will catch up with you if you keep striving toward the same thing. And don't be divided in your thinking. Like, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Well, your maybe you not will cause you to not be. See, that's what that divided thinking will do. And so you have to be fully persuaded. Now, doubt is going to hit you. But you got to fight that doubt immediately with the word of God. Amen. When the devil came to Jesus, he whipped him with the word and kept doing what he was doing. He went on back and prayed, went on and laid hands on somebody and got him healed. So you can't let the devil stop you. Amen. Amen. So you got to take care of this division that's inside of you. Amen. See, we worry because we think back and forth. Some days you in faith. I'm, I, it happens to me too. 
but I'm, I have learned to attack that wrong thought. When it comes, I say, oh, no, I already made a decision in this, in this situation, and I'm not going back. Amen. You will not steal from me any longer. So, he, so um, let him who has stolen steal no more. Put a stop to the thief. Amen. That's why it's important to catch a thief. And when you do, he must empty his house for you. That's if you up on it and want your stuff back. <laughs> got to declare it. Got to come out your mouth. Instead of negativity, you got to let victory come out of your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Our character and conduct begins in your mind. Our actions are affected by the things we dwell on in our thoughts. In other words, whatever you think, you keep thinking like that, you'll act it out in your actions. Amen. So we need to concentrate on things that will result in right living, right thinking. Well, what are those things? Philippians 4.8. Think on things of good, lovely, pure. Good report, thankworthy, praiseworthy. Have those things that have virtue. Think on those things, and you will act it out. That's what it. That's what blessings are. Now, sometimes God just has to overwhelm us and bless us because He know we ain't gonna make the cut. So He'll bless you a little bit to show you. See, now if you keep doing what you're doing, that little thirty minutes that you did something right. <laughs> Keep doing that, and you get more. Yeah, I've been there. You know how you straighten up because you get tired of being tired. And you say, well, I'm going to do what the, the Lord says to do. And you follow the Bible for 30 minutes, and you get a little victory. Amen. Amen. Our lifestyle won't change until we learn to direct our thought life. Look, your thought life is in control of your actions. Amen? That's just the way it is. Amen. So if you want to change lifestyle, change how you think. Stop thinking about what's wrong. Is there anything right? No. Well, I know you can think of something. Okay. Um... My clock went off at the right time. That's a start. Any little start. Man. You start to, uh, how, how can I put that? If you start to um, think about what's good, it, the goodness will increase. And there's more good to talk about. Amen? So we need to think on things that will bring us God's peace. Don't think on, on things that's worrisome. You, some kind of way. See, God has made a way for us to do this, but we don't do it. But God has made a way for us to be free from, from worry. And once we've been free, don't go back into that entanglement that the world has to offer us. More worry, more doubt, more unbelief, more proving yourself. Just stay out of that. When you feel yourself going back into it, come out. Amen. 
So our, because our lifestyle won't change until we learn to direct our thoughts. You can direct your thought. You can say, oh, no, I'm not going over here. I'm going over here. I'm not going to think negative because I'm healed. I'm not going to think negative because I'm blessed. And if you get too crazy, God will have a sinner come and tell you you're blessed. You're powerful. Amen. You're rich. He'll have some sinner come and tell you that to make you really feel goofy. Amen. But you know, God knows how to blast us out of where we are so used to living. Amen. Stay away from negativity and wrong thinking. And keep a mind fixed on heavenly things. Not the world. Not what the world. See, let me tell you how the world does. The world is going to say amen to your problems. Just to keep you there. I understand. Mm-hmm. I just would rather deal with truth. I don't care if it hurt. If it hurt, I don't care who it hurt. I'm dealing with truth. But this uh, false stuff, I don't like it. And so you have to keep the world out of your business, out of your thinking. Let's go to Isaiah 26. Just one little scripture. Isaiah 26. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Most of us know it by heart. Hallelujah. If I can find it, it will be good. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace. This is God will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. You can't stay in peace without thinking about him. But if you, if you keep thinking about the world and keep secrets with the devil and keep your connection with the world, you're not going to have any peace. Amen. Many have tried. Because he trusts in you. In other words, you keep your mind, God will keep your mind in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on or fixed on him because you trust him. So in other words... People who trust God keeps their thoughts fixed on him. Verse 4 says, trust in the Lord forever. For he, the Lord, is everlasting strength. That's where your strength comes from him. Strength don't come from an understanding, listening ear. That kind of stuff robs you, I know. Amen. But you got to trust God. Our strength comes from trusting God. Your strength comes from your strong faith. Your strength comes from thinking on the wrong, the right thing. God will keep you in everything the word of God provides. In other words, God will keep you in everything the word shalom can provide for you. Amen. Shalom has already put you in health. And because this is what shalom means. Health, happiness, well-being, and peace. Amen. 
Shalom puts you in a perfect place. Amen. And that's in Philippians 4, 9. And it says the God of peace will be with you. That word peace, shalom. And that and it means shalom is good health, long life, happiness, well-being, and peace. Amen. We've been admonished by the writers to stop worrying and meditate on the word of God. Don't borrow trouble from the future. See, that's why the world is always talking about what's going to happen. Oh, the stock market is not going to last. And it's going to take a dump. Well, it took a real deep dump and went back up the next day. So what you going to do about that? Nothing. Go get some money and, and put it, you know, uh, invest it in, in your country and be happy. Some people will never invest anything, but they have the most to say about it and know the least. Just a little tidbit they've heard from the wrong news source. Oh, that stock market. But did you did you lose any money? No, I don't. Well, then go sit down. Amen. Hallelujah. God provides peace. Amen. So don't live in the past. Live in the strength for today. The strength of today is blessings, not curses. The strength of today is healing. The strength of today is um, whatever you need. Deliverance, being set free. That's what the strength of today is. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Amen. Just live for the present. Not saying you don't need to save in your bank account. or that, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about in your head. Don't let worry. And then sing. See, some people like that because they like self-pity. That's self-pity. Just don't break it on down. When you worry, that's self-pity. Amen. That's borrowing trouble from tomorrow. That's living in past failures. Amen. But we need to live in the present. Let the past go. Yeah, we all messed up. Amen. But that's not good enough for some people because they just going to worry. Just going to do it. Because you know why? It's not that we can't help it. We have to train our thinking. Everybody has to do that. It just doesn't fall on you. You have to train what you think about. Train, And you can do it because... God's already ordained you to govern your body. You can govern your body. It's already mapped out for you. Am I making sense to anybody other than me? Man. God loves us. So all we need to do is receive what he's already done. Amen. Will you find peace? You can find peace through God's great love. His, you can find shalom through God's great love for you. Amen. And he gives you, a, he gives you strength for the day. He gives you provisions for the day. 
just like he did the children in, uh, in the wilderness. He gave them strength for that day. And don't be telling him what you need tomorrow. He knows that the enemy is pursuing you. He knew that, that the enemy was pursuing them. And that's what happened. That's the great divide. The Red Sea split open. He took care of the enemy because it was already in place. He already knew what they needed. They were arguing over chicken or fish or whatever, but he knew what they needed. Just like he knew what we needed, but we have to roll things over on him. Amen? We are God's great love, and we need to develop a close relationship with him. Why? So that we can overcome through peace. Amen? Peace causes you to overcome. Peace and fellowship with God causes you to overcome. You cannot, that's why it's not good to lose your peace. Amen. You have to keep that. Let's go to Matthew 6. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's go back. Hallelujah. You know, we need, when you have a double mind, and when your thoughts are divided, you live powerless. You become powerless. If the devil came up and hit you in the head, he would knock you out because you don't know where you are or who you are or you're not ready. Amen. You have to stand, having done all, put all God's practices into effect. You just have to to protect yourself. Amen. Did I say that wrong? I don't know. Amen. So you, you must overcome with your peace. Peace and fellowship with God causes you to overcome. If you don't do it, you'll start to, to live powerless. And, full, and you'll be full of self-pity. Amen. Now, where does this change start to come from? Humility. Humility. Humility to God. Amen. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. If you don't humble yourself, these things don't work. So let's see, Matthew 6.25. It says, do not worry. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor, your, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? See, the people in the wilderness, the Israelites, were worried about food. Well, who worries about food? We do. That's who, you and me. <laughs> Just like they did. Verse 26 says, Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They're neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that 
Even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? See, it's all coming from lack of faith, divided thinking. When you have a divide in your thought process, you're not in faith. So don't even argue with people about it because you're not. Amen? And, but you can get there. And God wants you there. Where am I at? So 28 says, so why do you worry about clothing? No, I did that one. 30. Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much clothe you? I did. I read that one. And then 31 says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? So if you say any of those things, you know, you need to underline that. And if you start worrying about those things, you know that you can stop. You don't have to. Amen. But 32 says, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you need of all these things. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. So God will add to you. He'll add to your stature. He'll add to your bank account. He'll add to your health. He'll add wherever you need addition, he'll do that. Amen. But you got to seek him first and don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. See, when we worry, it's like you can say to, to this Bible, well, I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm worried about my bills. That's still in the future. Because tomorrow you may get it tonight. You might, you might not. But if you get it tonight, tomorrow didn't come yet. So you still worried about the future. Amen. So don't worry about tomorrow. Casting your cares upon God. Rolling it over. Rolling your problems over. Rolling over what you're concerned about. Rolling over what might happen and what might not happen. Rolling over what if. Rolling over everything that concerns you. Roll it over. Eat, you know, and then it will free up your mind. Amen. God will give you freedom in your mind. And you'll, you'll gain strength from that freedom. Because, see, if your mind is free, it's not pulling you down where you, you're worrying. So you'll get automatic strength from God with the oneness of, of thought, oneness of heart. You've got to get free in your mind and in your heart. And you'll have unstoppable strength, immovable faith. Amen. That faith that endures, that's what you will have. Amen. And you'll have unbelievable power to overcome obstacles. I'm telling you, it's all in how you think. You've got to believe that. If you don't, go back, read the scriptures again. Amen. It's all in how you think. Praise God. Let's see. If you can write uh, Romans 12, 2, everybody knows what that is. But in your, your uh, reading at home, 
Romans 12, 2 and 3. It's renewing your mind, not being conformed to the world, but being transformed by how you think, removing that divide on the inside of you so you can have oneness of heart and oneness of mind, wholeness in your mind. Very important. If you don't have that, we go nowhere. Amen. It's like, okay, you tired of waiting, we'll get this done. And don't blame the devil because <laughs> your flesh is out of control. Can't blame him. Now, he'll assist you in everything you do. He'll assist you, but you can't blame him because it's all in your brain, in your head. Bless you. We must learn to put our flesh under. Put it under. It's just like roll it over. <laughs> Put it under and roll it over. Amen. Put it under your feet. When you put your flesh under, you start to govern your flesh. You're in control. Your inward man is in control when you put it under. In other words, you don't let your flesh, you don't flesh out. Put it like that. You don't let your flesh dictate your, um, what am I trying to say, how you act, or whatever. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Put your carnal thoughts under. Amen. How? Thinking right, partaking of God's divine nature. You have to uh, partake of God's divine nature. Amen. How do I do that? By developing a relationship with the Lord. Amen. God's got everything. He, God has everything fixed for you to win this fight. It's a fixed fight. <laughs> He's already done everything you need him to do for you to get victory. But if we could get over this one thing. Because if we, if we, let me just put it like this. Even if you have right thinking, here comes the devil trying to create something for you to worry about. And so this is why we need to understand how to put things under. Put your flesh under so that your inward man, your renewed man can dominate your flesh. Your you can make your flesh surrender. Thank you. You can make it surrender so that you can be in control, not your flesh. So you can be in control of what you do and what you say. But you'll never think right if you don't put these things into practices. You have to do First uh, Peter 5, 7 and Romans 12, 2. It is a must at some point, everybody will cross this threshold, or you won't. But if you want good, you have to think good. If you think good, you'll do good. Not that you, not that, now, there's no perfect people, and everybody gets mad and do a little something or say things you shouldn't say, but you know that's for the critics to decide. There's always critics. Let me tell you what a critic is, a religious spirit that's looking for something wrong in you when they, they are the ones that's judging. 
they judge. And that's that's not that gets them in more trouble with God than anything. Then the person is acting crazy. And so what you have to do is stop being a critic and start being victorious in everything that you do and say. Amen. It's a process. We're working on it. Amen. But you can get there. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me go. Second Peter 1. I know I only have a couple minutes. Second Peter. Go second Peter it. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> oh, go second Peter it. Second Peter 1 verse 4. Oh, wait a minute. This is first Peter. Second Peter 1 4. And it says, uh, let's go to three. It says, as his divine nature has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Amen. His divine power, his divine nature. We already have that. When you were born again, you received that. Amen. Verse four, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And, uh, and I believe it's saying it, when it says lust, it's talking about wanting everything and wanting it now. Amen. And so God has given us his divine nature. We just have to partake of it. Amen. Amen. And then in verse 5, it says, but also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Hallelujah. And that word virtue means fortitude and strength. Amen. In other words, God wants to add to us. He wants to give us an upgrade. Will you let him? Amen. And he will upgrade you. And you got to be upgraded in your thinking. Can't keep divided thinking. Amen. So he has, God has given us great and precious promises. Amen. But we must be partakers of his divine nature. Amen. See, it's already, it's already fixed for us to win. We just, our thing is we don't submit to God and obey. Amen. Because we got our own thoughts. And then when we, we hear preaching, we think somebody's trying to manipulate us. Well, you don't you know right from wrong? Now, there's a lot of manipulators up in the pulpit. Don't get me wrong. But you can read your own Bible and come to the right conclusion. Amen. John 15, 7. And that's the last one I want to give you. And it talks about, I am the vine, he is the branches. If you could read that when you go home. <clears throat> And so he's the vine, we're the branches. We're extensions of him. And we, we can partake of his divine nature. His divine nature will cause you to think right. Amen. John 15, verse 7 and 8. I'm just going to read it quickly. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples. Hallelujah. 
So you will bear much fruit, but you must do things God's way. That's not a sham. Amen. That's just Bible. Amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ causes us to be um, normal and single-minded in your heart and in your mind. But you must put on Christ. You must uh, develop your relationship in God. And he will cause you to overcome with peace. Amen. All right, why don't we stop, Father? We do thank and praise you for your word. Amen. We lift you up, Father. We bless you, and we love you, and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. We just thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we leave. Amen. Thank you, Father. We just bless you. Anybody need prayer? Hallelujah. I just need some true worshipers to stand to your feet right here. Come on. Ooh.